0: To the Stushy, the Scottish politics podcast from DC Thompson that helps you be better briefed. I'm Andy Phillip, and on this episode I'm joined by Derek Healy, Alistair Clark, Justin Bowie and Morvin McIntyre for an end of year special. We'll have our own awards ceremony to look forward to when our lucky politician will gain the accolade of Stooshy of the Year and we'll put our political knowledge to the test and our reputations to the sword in our now regular end of term quiz with resident quizmaster Justin Bowie. You can of course play along with that as we take a look back over another awful year on planet Earth. Speaking of which, nothing says festive end-of-term party like a massive, painful budget. And that is exactly what happened the day before this recording. The Scottish government is also looking at ending a legal battle with the UK government over gender law reforms, one year on from the mammoth sessions last Christmas, which got the laws passed in the first place. So, let's quickly get to the hard politics of the big story of the week first. Then we can put on our Christmas hats and, and move to office party mode. The budget covers so much, but the headline grabbers are income tax and council tax. Justin, you and I immersed ourselves in this financial maelstrom yesterday. How was the reaction from people who have to run our beloved public services?
1: Somewhat mixed would probably be a fair way to describe it. One aspect of the budget I was looking at in particular was the reaction to funding for local councils back in October. Hamza Yousaf announced a council tax freeze, which means that you know local councils weren't going to be able to put up the rates that they currently charge people. Councils warned that without more money, they were going to be left with massive black holes because were, those taxes were needed to plug financial gaps. Yesterday, Shona Robison, the finance secretary, provided around £140 million pounds of funding for councils. But the problem is a lot of councils say that's not enough. They're still going to be left with major financial black holes. They still need more money to plug those gaps. Some councils wanted Mm. to put the the rates up by more than the money they're going to get from the finance secretary. So that presents a lot of problems. The budget was framed by Shona Robeson as one of the most difficult of the devolution era. Quite a few people have said that. So we've seen a new income tax ban for higher earners, the SNP arguing that those who earn more money should be paying more than they currently do. The very, very highest earners will pay more now as well. But all of that has also come with, you know, widespread cuts to services um, and especially to, say, infrastructure projects and you know, long-term planning projects as well. Housing budgets have, I yeah. think, hit as well. So it's not as if those tax rises have actually staved off cuts. It's a, a pretty weak day, I think, in many respects.
0: Okay. Um, so far, so good. There's a lot of warnings as well about the the impact of the income tax rise. There's a bit of a, a gap emerging between Scotland and England. The new 45p rate on earnings, over £75,000. Pretty decent wage, that. But business leaders, captains of industry, saying that that might um, take people away from Scotland, Alistair.
2: I guess, like, fundamentally, you know, nobody likes paying tax. And... You know, people who, who earn over £75,000 will be paying this this slightly higher rate now. Shona Robeson's um, point is that opposition parties can't come and demand that spending is done differently if they can't say where that money will come from and if they oppose this this income tax rise, which the Scottish Whistle Commission says will raise, you know, a couple of billion pounds extra a year for the economy. If, if they oppose that, then, you know, they need to tell they need to say where the money will come from for for other spending rises that they want. Mm -hmm. Part of the criticism is that this is sort of, you know, 13 years of the SNP government looking back at what the economy looks like um, after those 13 years. Obviously, um, I think Shona Robeson would would quite like us to look at the economy under her time as finance secretary um, and, and what she has done and what she has looked at but obviously, you know, the SNP have been in government now for, for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, any analysis of the economy has to take in, into account decisions that have been made yeah. over that period. Um, and, and and I think that's where where the SNP have come into difficulties with us.
0: Yeah. I mean, we know about the budget, but it's not all that's been happening since we regrouped for the sushi after summer. It's been quite a year, in fact. Began with the end of the Sturgeon era. It's been the year of Hamza Yusuf, uh, ending, of course, now with with a tricky budget. It's been a year of campervans, police probes, independence thermometers, badly behaved MPs, recalls, by-elections, Tory turmoil, Labour surge, loads more. So I think we should just um, boil it right right down um, to to one novelty award, which I think is is what twenty twenty three is due. Um, via a process of elimination. So who wants to go first as we try and whittle down to the, um, who should get the Stoosh of the Year for services to um, chaos, political innovation? It could be good, it could be bad, it could be positive, it could be terrible. Derek, let's start with you. Who's your Who's your pick for Stoosh of the Year? Since I'm going first, I will go with probably the most obvious
3: one. Uh, I'm going to go for Michael Matheson mm-hmm. and his massive iPad roaming bill. Um, So for folk not aware, this is, um, he went on holiday to Morocco, came back after running up a huge um, roaming bill, I think it was about £11,000 roughly, initially Mm. tried to claim that through expenses at um, the Scottish Parliament, and then transpired it was actually run up with his kids watching football matches while they were on holiday. He initially claimed that it was all parliamentary business that was happening on this iPad, told the press that that was the case even when he'd found out that, that was not the case um, so I think it's worth putting it into context I mean it's not something that is on a par with some of the stuff we've seen during the COVID inquiry or with Michelle Moan and you know some of the other parties and things like that but it's such a stupid row it's such a ridiculous thing that Michael Matheson is an experienced politician and should have seen all of this coming and should have been able to front off against all of this very, very early on. The fact that he ever thought he would be able to go through expenses is wild. And it's made just an absolute headache for Hamza Yousaf as he's come into the job because he's had to try and defend his health secretary, other MSPs have you know been talking about going into the winter period and not wanting to get rid of him. But it's been an absolute nightmare, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been really, really unpleasant stuff
2: for the SNP. Yeah.
0: A worthy, a worthy nomination there. Um, Alistair, who, who who's your pick of the year?
2: Um, my pick of the year is Daddy, um, David Cameron. <laughs> oh, uh, he course. he came home. I think, in terms of pure <laughs> political theatre, um, that that image of him, um, you know, returning to Downing Street, Kay Burley almost falling over, um, as she narrated his return, the BBC reporter asking if he'd had a had a turn, or if that was actually David Cameron making a return there was there's no more iconic moment throughout the year than that um, I think the politics of it are, are obviously interesting and um, so obviously there was the row last last week with Hamza Yousaf over his um, his meeting with the, the Turkish president and um, it allowed mm-hmm. us to draw some interesting comparisons with how David Cameron might have handled that row when he was in number 10 arguably would have dealt with it quite and did deal with rows like that quite differently um so i think yeah you know i think he's it would be a deserving winner
0: yeah and it was um it was it really did kick up a fuss that one um nice to see yeah. him finding some gainful employment as well justin who who's on who's on the radar for you Stushy the year.
1: I'm going to go for someone who is very well known in the press and journal patch. I am going to go for Inverness and Nairn, MSP Fergus Ewing. Worthy. Um I suppose it's been a very, very busy year for Fergus Ewing in Parliament. Um, for those who are unaware, he has become a very, very strong internal critic of the SNP. He has regularly lambasted the party's agreement with the Greens. Um, in many different forms and in many different respects he was suspended by the party earlier this year and I, I think giving him this award you know when you're watching parliament week to week boring's maybe a harsh word but there can be a lot of MSPs who don't rock the boat who don't ask very difficult questions who don't really make themselves that well known to be honest but whether you agree with Fergus Ewing's views whether you don't um, he has been a, a regular source of entertainment and he's always made himself heard. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure next year we'll um, have plenty of further blockbuster interventions to follow yeah. from him. And he's been a foreign hums Yousaf USF side as well in, in his first few months as leader.
0: He has. I'm, I'm personally going to nominate Ash Regan for the way she's bookended the year, 2023 AD, um, the SNP election leadership candidate who famously suggested an independence readiness thermometer in the middle of Glasgow, which I loved. Then she went on to become the leader of the Alba party at Holyrood, of which she is the sole group member, which I also think is great. Um, It's worth pointing out that Ash has been a a proper thorn in the side for Nicola Sturgeon and Hamza Yousaf as well. And I enjoyed her standing up in the budget yesterday and and decrying how there was um, not enough money in it for independence as well, which was all great stuff. I think she's um, worthy for kicking up a fuss and making a few waves not least on gender reform, which is another thing going on in the background today. Okay, well, I've heard the nominations, including my own, and I'll consider them individually on their merit and announce a winner at the end. But now to the main event, the world-famous end-of-year stushy Politics Quiz. Over to you, Justin.
1: So uh, I'm going to ask the four of you and our listeners at home 10 questions primarily about politics this year and specifically over the last few months, so there'll be some Scottish politics in there, some nice good local fun stuff as well, um, with a bit of UK politics and perhaps a little bit of history as well, so I'll ask you three questions, uh, if you can all write your answers down, um, or keep them in your heads, I'm going to trust you to be honest on this one, um, we're all journalists so we're, we're very honest aren't we, Um, so I'll ask you three questions, I'll then ask you another three,
2: Absolutely. another
1: three after that, and we'll have a final bonus question. Um, unless stated otherwise, a correct answer will be worth a point. Um, I'll do my best to keep track of those scores, but if you can all keep track of your own scores as well. And for those of you listening at home, um, I hope you're able to get uh, as close to ten out of ten as you can. So we'll start with question one. Rather, unfortunately, uh, Derek has sort of given away the answer to this one. Um, I was going to ask to near it to the nearest thousand. <laughs> how much did SNP Health Secretary Michael Matheson? Uh, spend on his uh, whopping Moroccan iPad bill. Um, Derek said it was 11000 so I'm going to slightly reframe the question a good so quiz can think on his feet and uh, reframe a question at short notice. Oh, what? So the majority of that £11,000 bill was, I believe, racked up on the 2nd of January um, while a football game was being watched. Which two football teams were playing in that game? So question oh, okay. one, which two football teams we're playing in the game on the 2nd of January when uh, the majority of Michael Matheson's huge iPad
0: bill was racked up. Do you get a point for each team or have you got to get them both?
1: You know what? I'll give you a point for each team. I, I would have thought it was quite easy, but I feel like you're maybe the biggest football fan yeah, here. Well, so if if you're, who knows? You, you and Derek, perhaps. So if, if you're unsure, then...
0: Um, I was confused.
1: No, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Yeah, which two football teams were playing... Question number two, um, sort of relates to what was being discussed before, but the answer to this one hasn't been given away. So question number two, David Cameron, of course, made a short return toward the end of this year as Foreign Secretary. But where is he now Lord of? So to, to become uh, Foreign Secretary, David Cameron was sort of fast-tracked into the House of Lords. He was given a fast track pass, like somebody trying to get on a ride at Alton Towers. <sighs> um, so where... Is he now the Lord of? <laughs> so that is your second question. Um, that, that,
4: is that wow. a Lord of geography? <laughs>
1: yes, it, it's, it's a place. Um, so Aye. I suppose anyone who's a Lord um, <laughs> is typically the Lord,
4: okay.
1: Lord of somewhere. Um, I'm trying to think of any good examples up here, but I'm not strong for my House of Lords, my House of Commons. Um, but he's the Lord of somewhere. Um, so where is he the Lord of? And uh, question number three, another sort of... Um, geography question here so the Westminster boundaries will be redrawn at the next Westminster election so some of our listeners at home might not know for now but the constituency you vote in might change slightly might be a small redrawing of the border might be that you're in with a a town you never visit Um, but what will the name of the new seat directly to the east of Dundee Central be? So this seat is a slightly unusual name it's going to be a new seat which (laughs) brings in Part of Dundee, um, but maybe part of kind of Angus beyond that as well. So what will the name of the new seat directly to the east?
0: To the east, the one to the east of Dundee. Of Dundee, Dundee it, yeah. Central.
1: So we're going to have a seat called Dundee Central and there will be a new seat to the east of that. And we have given it pretty extensive coverage. Um, so that All might right. help you slightly. Anyone who's been paying attention have. No to courier coverage might be aware of this seat. So those are your first three questions. Um, I'll I'll give you, like, a a little second or two to think about that last one. So the new seat directly to the east of Dundee Central, what is it going to be called in full? So those are your three questions. The first two, very topical, came up in our stush of the the year. And the third one, a nice local question. So um, I'll go around one by one, and... um, See what everyone has put for the answer to question one. We'll start at question one. So, which two football teams were playing in that game, uh, which of course was a result of a well, resulted in a massive iPad bill. So, Alistair, I'll, I'll ask you first. It was Celtic and Rangers, wasn't it? Put Celtic and
0: Rangers. Andy, what have you put? That's that's what I had. You put Celtic and yeah. Rangers. Derek. Celtic and Rangers. Same for me. And Morven.
4: I tried to be creative. I put Saint Johnston versus Rangers. I didn't really know. Well,
1: it was Celtic and Rangers. Oh, so, so you get a point. Nice. Uh, I will give Morvin a point there. Um I, I do I, I can really respect that she was hoping it was someday in this courier uh, patch. But yeah, I, I think I think two points is fair there. If anyone was unsure, and obviously Morvin's gotten part of it. Um so I think it's I think it's only fair that, that it, when it is logged as a two pointer. So uh, question number two Where is David Cameron now the Lord of? So I'll, um we'll start in reverse order this time. Morvin, any luck.
4: Uh this is probably wrong, but I just put Buckinghamshire. But I, I couldn't think of like any sort of south. No, of England but a, a, a good guess Why yeah, not? Good
1: guessing. A yeah. decent stab at it, there. I would say. Any, any luck for you,
0: Derek? Is it Chipping Norton? I'll ask Andy. What have you put? Yeah, it's it a completely a completely made up place. Chipping Norton doesn't really exist, yeah. and neither does like <laughs> the Lords. Or David Cameron. <laughs> it's all a big... It's a massive People drill. in Chipping Lovely Norton conspiracy.
1: probably say that about us. But, um, Alistair, what, yeah. what did you put?
2: Yeah, after my research about my political hero of the year last night, uh, I
1: thought I was going to to get this, but Chipping Norton. So you managed to get Chipping Norton as well. So three
0: correct answers for Chipping Norton. I wanted... I was going to say Paddington. I, I, do you, do you want to know? Would it, would I, for some reason, I wanted to say Paddington, but obviously that's Paddington not. would be better. Do you want to know? I,
3: I remember that Do you remember the Chipping Norton set with like um, all those minor
0: celebrities all living in that little town as well? Yeah, Strange. I, do, I don't. Know, it, it, it occupies a place in my head that seems like it's like a kind of Brigadoon yeah. sort of. Vibe. It's the English Brigadoon. <laughs> so,
4: where is it? Where is mean, it on right. the map?
0: That's what I'm. I'm sticking with that now. <laughs> It's
1: sort of uh, somewhere south, somewhere between know, Birmingham and London, magnitude. I think. Near Oxford, right. I think, possibly. <laughs> maybe. Um, south yeah, of south, here. Far south of here.
3: All right. If there's a tie, we should do a pin the tail on the Chipping Norton map. <laughs> thing. We should do uh,
1: much, much. that's a great <laughs> yeah. idea, actually. Much further north. Uh, right, so north. the Westminster boundaries will, of course, be redrawn at the next election. So what seat will now sit directly to the east of Dundee Central? So um, I'll start back at Alistair this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a Broth and Brothy Ferry, isn't it? And they, what did you put?
0: A and Brodie Ferry.
1: Derek, did you put a and Brothy Ferry as well? Yeah, I had the same. yeah. And Morven?
4: Yeah, I put that as well. I mean, I should hopefully get that since I live in Brothy Ferry, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully yeah.
1: that's. What so, yeah, <laughs> the correct answer is a Broth and Brothy Ferry. <laughs> and um, that will take in the boundaries of a largely current SNP seat. Uh, Stuart Hosey, the veteran SNP. MP will be standing down, and former SNP MP Stephen Geffens will be running in that next. So a seat the SNP will be keen to keen to hold on to, a kind of very safe seat. But who knows what will happen in the next election. So scoring after three questions, um, so in fourth place, but making a very good stab at it so far. Given she's obviously not a political reporter, we have more than two points. And outside that, um, with perfect scores so far, quite impressed. Uh, we have Andy and four, Alison and four, and Derek and four. Oof move on to question four, and one that is somewhat related to my stoosh of the year. Um, I, of course, talked about how SNP veteran Fergus Ewing has been a proper foreign on the side of Hamza Yousaf um, this year. But in November, what did he comically ask Hamza Yousaf to recycle? So during a a fun intervention at First Minister's Questions, what did uh, Fergus Ewing ask Hamza Yousaf to recycle? So that is your uh, fourth question. So, I mean, obviously, I I, I will add, without giving a major hint, it's somewhat rhetorical, you know, demand or rhetorical question from him. Um, But what did Fergus Ewing comically ask Homs Yousaf to recycle? So that's your uh, fourth question. And your fifth question, um, this, uh, Alistair sort of mentioned this a little bit, but it doesn't affect the question, which is a little bit more difficult. A bit of a sort of, international geopolitical question here. Uh, So Hamza Yousaf, of course, recently got into a bit of a spat with the UK government um, after meeting with the Turkish leader during his COP28 trip in Dubai. But what is the name of the Turkish leader? So what is the name of the Turkish leader who Hamza Yousaf met with during his uh, trip to COP28 in Dubai? Which, of course, then sparked a bit of a constitutional argument. Mm Mm-hmm. If anyone can get the full name here, um, I'll give you a bonus second point, but I'll happily take the the surname for, for a point. So that's your, your fifth question. And okay. question number six, uh, the final question of this batch, uh, a nice little easy one for you here, ideally. Um, I'd be surprised. I, mean, I think most of you will be aware of this. Uh, this was another kind of comical moment um, somewhat recently. Which Scottish MSP came under a bit of scrutiny recently after trying to cast a vote in Parliament from the Holyrood Bar, which <laughs> MSP came under um, a bit of criticism and scrutiny recently, after rather comically trying to cast a vote in Parliament from the Holyrood Bar, funny video clip that um, accompanies this. Yeah, so that is it. Question number six. Um, so three questions. A bit of bit of geopolitics in there, but some nice nitty gritty hollywood stuff as well i'm sure some of our listeners might have seen that clip for question six i'm sure they were entertained by
0: it i'm feeling very confident justin this is so much better than the last quiz where i failed so miserably
1: maybe my festive spirit is a bit somewhat stronger this year and i'm, I'm not torturing you all with really extremely <laughs> difficult questions or maybe, maybe those are still to come you know? i feel
3: that's famous last words as well that's um, bold bold claims to make. so we're yeah. only six questions and <laughs> we only have three
0: answers I, I was i was going to i know I, well, I was going to say that um, if the, the person who loses the quiz um, has to trade places with whoever has the highest score who's been listening that was that's pretty um, brutal but it's the way it should go just we'll swap <coughs> so you can write swap in roles. if you get full marks and we'll swap you with the relegator
1: <laughs> question four will do the answers so uh, Fergus Ewing has been a foreign in Hamza Yousaf's side but what did he comically ask Hamza Yusuf to recycle last month so Start with it, Ali again.
2: I'm hoping the devil's
0: in the detail of this one, but the Butte House Agreement. Andy, I think if memory serves, he wanted Hamza to recycle the green MSPs in his government, Patrick Harvey and Lorna Slater. Derek, what did
1: you answer?
3: That's a very sensible answer, Andy. I think that's probably what it is. I didn't know. So I was like, what's the biggest slam? So I was thinking, like, himself or like, your back side, going to recycle your back or something. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty confident <laughs> it's not that. No inferring <laughs> issue. Yeah.
1: And Morvin, what, what did oh. you go for?
4: Well, I was going to go for, like, an actual recyclable thing. But then when you said it's metaphorical, I was like, right, don't go for that. So then I also put the greens because I thought he seemed to not like them. So I also guessed that.
1: Yeah, so Hamza Youssef was asked by Fergus Ewing to recycle the Greens out of government. So I think that could constitute a point for Alistair as well. The Butte House agreement um, is, of course, the agreement between the SNP and the Greens. Uh, Fergus Ewing has used a lot of uh, terms to describe the Greens this year. Uh, Wine bar revolutionaries. I believe he's labeled them extremists at times. And yeah, he wants them recycled out of government. So... Well done to the three people who got that one correct. And um, Derek, the, the pressure is now on. You're you're being caught up at this sort of back end here. Falling behind.
3: Am I right, right, right in saying here, Andy, what you've basically said is that if someone at home gets a better score than me, they get to be the new political editor of the Sunday Post. Is that, is that
0: what's going on? That's that's basically, that's what's happening here. It's high pressure. <laughs> yeah. So wait, quick. Well, big incentive for everyone. What? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one yet. Let's just, <laughs> this could be my swan song. Although I am feeling good about question five. Question five, yeah. Hamza
1: Yousaf obviously got a bit of a spat with the UK government after his uh, high-profile meeting with the Turkish leader during COP28. What is the name of the Turkish leader? So I'll go to start with um, Marvin this time. What Do you, you have any clue here?
4: Nah, I didn't even want to guess.
1: Nah. Derek? <laughs> I, I think I've got
3: two of them. He's, he's got three names, Whoa. I believe. Um, so I don't know how to pronounce this, but I think it's Recep Erdogan. Andy. They too. I don't have the I don't have the middle name.
0: Uh, I I have the same as Deck. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his first name. Recep or, you know, or but Erdogan is the surname. I'm pretty convinced. And
1: Alistair, did you put the same?
0: Well, I am
2: delighted to myself because I got his middle name. What? It is Recep Aminye er, Erdogan. That's outrageous.
1: Very well done. I don't know to if that's who we I think for the first and second name, I think that is enough to warrant two points there. I, I think that's fair. Um, so if you've managed to get a first and second name, which you all have actually, well, everyone who got the answer um, managed to get that. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll give the, the three of you two points there. Very unlucky, Marvin, but um, a, tricky, a
3: tricky I'm to get. I'm. I'm... I mean, they stand up for Ali here. That is phenomenal knowledge. I feel like he should get some kind of prize for that. A mini prize. I think I deserve a bonus. Don't point. know what is a point, but definitely a mini prize. Well,
1: do, do Andy and Derek? Do the two of you think Ali should get a should he get a third bonus point for that one? Absolutely not.
2: Should you <laughs> recommend
1: you?
2: <laughs> I mean, I think I should get.
1: I think I should get Andy's job, given, <laughs> given <laughs> uh, the previous I, terms I, that we think discussed. So, yeah. Maybe if it's a draw, we can revisit that. Uh, we'll give him an extra bonus point. Um, so. Go on then. that um, move, moves on to question six uh, so a somewhat simpler one here which Scottish MSP came under scrutiny recently after trying to cast a vote in parliament from the Holyrood Bar Alistair? It was Alex Cole Hamilton
0: Andy? It, it was indeed Alex Cole Hamilton looking like he's had a lovely time.
3: Derek did you put the same? Yeah I'd put the same yeah and not, not the first MSP to be caught out in the bar during the vote I'm sure but yeah Alex Cole Hamilton
1: Morvin, did you put Alex Cole Hamilton as well? Or were you unsure?
4: No, I didn't I didn't know. I just, I didn't know at all. <laughs>
1: well, you can go back and watch the video because it's quite well, irritating. Yep, so Alex Cole Hamilton. <laughs> the Scottish-led bar um, uh, Alex Cole Hamilton tried to cast a vote uh, from the Holyrood bar. It was met with um, some somewhat amused reactions uh, in the chamber. Um, the bar is really not a, a far, uh, for anyone who knows the building of Holyrood. Was he
4: drunk? Um, I,
1: I wouldn't want to cast I, any aspersions either way. Um, I don't think. I mean, he was not falling over himself or anything. But I would.
0: <laughs> oh, he just, he, like a, he just looked like he uh, just looked like he was very happy, very happy. I think the um, one newspaper described the situation as him having dishevelled hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dishevelled. Once you're described as dishevelled, that's never a that's never a, a great sign, is it? That's it. So no the story so from far, um, from bottom to top. Uh, so Morgan's in fourth place and three points, but doing well again, given. She's obviously not on a politics team. Derek is in third place and seven points. Andy in second and eight. And with that fantastic full answer for uh, the Turkish leader, um, I'm going to give Ali, who is on now on nine points, a single point ahead. So oh my question word. seven, moving on. with uh, Three we'll more, and then we've got a final bonus question for you. So SMP Westminster leader Stephen Flynn was recently voted mm-hmm. in the UK's hardest MP and shared a, a viral clip of a Dundee man describing the city as a hard man city. A great clip for any of our listeners who have somehow not managed to see that yet. The Courier tracked this man down and did an up-to-date story on where his life is now. But what is the name of the Dundee Hardman in that video? So what is the name of the Dundee Hardman in the viral clip that Stephen Flynn shared and in all the stories that the the Courier has since uh, covered about him, which have, have all been very entertaining? So that's your seventh question. Not not a highly political question as such, but it, it was a great entertainment. And um we we also um brought it up in a yeah. recent episode of, of this very podcast as well. Yeah. So that is your your seventh question. So what's that man's name? Uh, question eight. We sh- we start today talking about um yesterday's Holyrood budget. That was, of course, delivered by uh, um current finance chief and deputy first minister, Shona Robison. Um it was her first time doing the budget. Um, obviously it was met with uh, somewhat mixed reactions. But since Scotland first gained its devolved parliament, which politician holds the record for delivering the most budgets? So since Scotland first gained its devolved parliament, which politician holds the record for delivering the most budgets? And it's I won't give any huge hints, but it's, it's not, everyone should have heard of this person. At least I won't say whether they're massively high profile, but it's not, you know, some person who you've never heard of who's been out of politics for 15, 20 years. You'll at least be somewhat aware of them. Um, so who holds the record for delivering the most budgets uh, since Holyrood gained its devolved parliament? and? Um, Question nine, this is a difficult one. Um, I'm up in the ante a little bit here for the, the final question before the last bonus question. Um, so a bit of a history question here. Last year, I would have asked you about who was the prime minister um, at, you know, 100 years before in 1922. Oh, um, and it was quite a pertinent an- answer last year because um, the person in question had some similarities to a, a former prime minister of Great Britain, um, and the 90, early 1920s were a time of great change in Britain. So who was the current, well not the current, but who, is the the so hmm. who was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom 100 years ago today? So oh, who was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom 100 years ago today?
0: That's a horrible one. Tough
1: question, that. Um, so I asked last year, but it will not be the same answer as it was last year. Some old guy.
0: Can you? What was the answer last year?
1: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not, not telling. I mean, you could have studied just this year, was last year to see um anything which might be referenced. But I won't tell you the answer last year because it may be somewhat narrows down. What What we'll say is this person is very slightly more well known than the answer last year. Last year was last year's answer would be okay. the sort of answer you would get in pointless. Um, this one okay wouldn't necessarily be pointless, but I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be. You know this. Well, not quite as well known as you know Tony Blair or Margaret Thatcher for obvious reasons, you know, it was 100 years ago. Um, so who okay, was well, it
0: 100 years ago today? Guess I punt at it.
3: Are we allowed to know who it was last year or is that
1: giving away?
0: I've already, I've already, no, that I think I can't, I can't think who it would be. Yeah, I, I want to see if I
1: can catch anyone out. Um, who might have a bit oh, of a Okay, right. so Does we'll, we'll
0: misery, go back
1: man. to question seven. Uh, we'll go back to question seven. So, who is it? What was the name? of the, the man who described Dundee as the hard man city in that viral video, um, so I'll start with um, Alistair, Alistair what was your answer? His second name was the McLean, but I can't remember his first name, <laughs> so I tell you what, I think
0: that's zero points, if, if
1: anyone can get the first name, two <laughs> points, are we doing a one two one point for Alistair,
0: okay. yeah Andy? David McLean, is
3: that right? Yes. You've got David yes. McLean, Derek? I've got the same and I'm so happy that I know that I <laughs>
4: love that
1: video <laughs> And Morvin Beauty.
4: Yeah, I did get that one, David McLean, just because of our nice. sitting David in McLean. on that interview with you, Justin. With, um...
1: Yeah. It's yeah. an education in itself. So, yeah, David, David McLean is now and a, you, is get now a, a bonus if you teacher know believe, job. in the his oh, area. Oh, I've just said it off. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've, I think <laughs> most people may have gotten that. but um...
0: <laughs> sorry, He was head sorry, of Marvin. department.
4: He's not only a teacher, he's Would head of department. Would everyone else have known that
1: he was a science teacher? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Morven's angling for a bonus point here. Well,
4: just because I'm lagging. <laughs> I, I'm think lagging. I think that's you know what? Big, I think that's I good think, knowledge.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I th- I think we can give Morven a bonus point there. Yeah, there's a bonus point in there. Um, well We're done. Quite liberal Morgan with for... the bonus points here, are we not? Hello. Well, I mean, Mor- Morven's been a little bit behind, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy when it gets near the end of a quiz though, and, and the, when people start getting a bit worried about the bonus points, it goes from early on. So, yeah, you take a redistribution. So, David McLean, um, I hope he's uh, listening to this episode. Um, he might be. He's a, he's a, of course he is. I hope he's a Courier Reader now. Um, if he wasn't before, he should be now. Um, so, Shona Robinson delivered her first ever budget yesterday, but since Scotland gained its devolved parliament, which politician holds the record for delivering the most? Uh, Morven, I'll start with you this time. Any luck?
4: Um, I might say this could be so wrong, but Kate Forbes, only because I thought she was in a sort of finance role, but I don't think it probably is her. I just thought when you said she's somebody or the person, sorry, is somebody that we kind of would know.
1: Derek? Yeah, I said John Swinney. John Swinney. Andy?
0: I also went for John Swinney. You
1: also went for John Swinney. And Alistair? Yeah, it has to be John Swinney, surely. Went for John Swinney. It's to so, be John. Yep, yeah, John Swinney is the correct answer. He held that post from around 2007 to 2016. And he even briefly came back as the interim finance secretary last year when Kate Forbes held, held the role. So he was even delivering budgets when he wasn't the official finance secretary. That's how relied upon he has been by the SNP.
4: I thought he was always in education. Uh, he moved to education
1: no. in 2016. But what I will do, you were correct, than that um, Kate Forbes was a finance chief. So I'm going to give the boys two points for that one but I think you wanted a point for it I, f- I think you wanted a point for a, a good guess um, at someone who did deliver budgets and who of course you know famously stepped into that role at very very short notice so yeah I think we'll give them um, two points to the boys for that one and we'll give one point to yourself for managing to get a finance secretary correct um, I mean she might she might end up having delivered more than Shona Robinson we'll see how the, how the next year goes um, Ooh, so controversial. Uh, that brings us on to question number nine who was the UK Prime Minister 100 years ago today? Alistair, any luck?
2: Yeah, I have no idea. I couldn't even think who was. Not
1: even a punt at it. Have a good guess. Andy?
0: Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't remember 100 years ago, so I'll. I'm not surprised. I just had to sort of go for an, a name from the past, and I just I keep wanting to say ask with, but I have no idea.
1: Did you say, is if your final answer to then? To be honest, that's a guess. Walking in, who wants to be a millionaire style? So if your final yeah. answer. Derek?
3: See, I was trying to be sneaky and get you to tell me, because I know Stanley Baldwin was early 1920s, but I don't know nah, he... what years. so my guess is Stanley Baldwin. But that might have been last year's answer. I might have given away that I didn't listen last year, so sorry about that if I did.
1: Marvin, what was your answer?
4: Uh, I didn't make a guess because I couldn't think. I knew I, I was trying to think if I could think of the fir- like just pre First World War, who it might be, but I just I don't I don't know. Yeah.
1: So um, last year's answer was um, Scottish Tory MP Bonar Law, who only held the post for oh, a short yeah. period of time. So someone with links to Scotland who only held the post very briefly before being replaced by another Tory sounds quite familiar to events in 2022. <laughs> um, and Bonar Law was replaced by none other than Stanley Baldwin. Um, rather worryingly yeah, for Rishi, me on. Rishi Sunak. Now, Stanley Baldwin only held the role for a short period of time before um, he was replaced by Labour's Ramsay MacDonald, the first ever Labour Prime Minister. So that might be a sign of things to come. But Stanley Baldwin did then come back, held the role another couple of times. So yeah, very well done to Derek. I mean, I, I don't know what everyone else is thinking, but does that does that warrant an extra point? Or is no. that is that a one-pointer? <laughs> one point? I mean, he was very one to get I it, definitely but, one point Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you what, mm. actually, that's that's
3: deserves about five points. It's a Mega answer. I, I tell
1: you what, it won't <laughs> really change things that much going into the final bonus round either way. Um, it was a very, very good answer though. Um, so going into our final bonus round, um, Morvin sits in fourth place and seven points, but a, a very good effort from Morvin. And in joint first place, all on twelve points, we have Andy, Alistair. Derek. So, the final question <gasps> oh is going world. to be a bit of a Die-breaker. guess the number question. This is going to be a guess the number question. Um, what I'm going to do is the closest person do- to it will get three points. <laughs> if you get it bang on, I'm going to give you five points. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to get it bang on, but if so, if Marvin manages to get this bang on, it's a, it's a four-way tie and I'll need to think of a, a way to break you all up. Um but it'll be very, very hard the to chipping get back. Norton, on. Matt, it's the only way. <laughs> yeah, well I tell you well, actually, yeah, that might not be a we'll get the geo guesser kind of map up. We'll see who can get closest to chipping <laughs> Norton. Um so your your final question, I asked a similar variant of this um at our last quiz in relation to Hamza uh, Yousaf's speech at the Independence Convention. But there's an updated version for you now. Question ten and your final question of the quiz. How many times did, according to a transcript of this speech, how many times did Hamza Yousaf say the word independent or independence in his October SNP conference speech? So, um, according to a transcript of the speech, how many times did Hamza Yousaf say the word independent or independence during his October SNP conference speech?
4: How long did he speak for?
1: Quite a while. I, I don't have an exact um
4: But was timing, it over 10 I, minutes?
1: I, I was in the room. Yes, long over 10 minutes. I was at the back of the room and I'm pretty sure I sat down at one point because it was quite um, quite long. <laughs> not hours upon hours, but it was a decent um, speech. If
3: if you had taken a shot every time he said independence, would you be dead?
1: Um, Maybe not dead, but somewhat. Um, but I mean, it's hard You'd to be having have, a good time. I'd, maybe too good a time. By the, by, that point. <laughs> I what? I mean, okay. what, what, what shots are we talking that. about though? What, what what shots are we talking about here though?
3: Tequila. Oh yeah,
1: tequila definitely.
4: <laughs> Yikes.
3: Actually, we
1: do whiskey we have to give him some Scottish independence.
4: <laughs> yeah, um. so um,
1: it's worth a guess. I mean, it's quite difficult to get, but obviously, you know, it was a it was a wide ranging speech that obviously addressed, you know, the war in Gaza and um, wide ranging his personal situation. It had a wide range of um, policy. <laughs> announcements as well so it wasn't a speech that solely focused on the matter of independence that there was a lot going on there but clearly you know as an snp leader and as someone who just unveiled a new strategy for independence um it did need to contain some mentions
4: of it can i just give a guess now it could be wrong um i'm just gonna go with eight sure which might seem low but i just think eight. realistically how many times
0: all right well I'm, I'm gonna jump in there i'm gonna say 23,
4: <gasps> oh.
0: 23.
1: <sighs> Derek. Or Alistair, who, who wants to go next? I'm going to go for 20... Yeah, I'm going to go for 27.
2: 27? Okay, so I am basing
3: my answer on the fact that I once had 10 Jaeger bombs for £10 and had a very nice time. So <laughs> I'm going to say 14.
1: <laughs> 14. I love it. <laughs> where did ten 14 Jager come bombs. from? 10 Jager bombs. Was that you presuming that I would be you reckon, cope with Jaeger y- bombs a bit better than you? So, um, you reckon that oh, okay, no, no, 10 yoga bombs,
3: uh, but I'm saying I'm saying 14 because I, know, I don't know 2014, 14.
0: All like, right, come on, then what is it? What is it, Justin? I don't know if an SP conference
1: speech is a, is, um, is as measured and detailed as that, Derek. I don't think they plan out to that level, <laughs> but um, so he, um, he said the word independence 17 times and then he said the word independent oh. <gasps> an additional. Five times, bring it to 22 What? Meaning that um our closest guest just oh won off.
3: Wait a minute. Hold on. Sandy Phillips. Do we, did, um, did, did we specify some... independent counts? I think that's new yes, I did. I said independent was very, and was independence. Oh, I missed that. No, okay. no, I, I did it specify I said independent
1: clear. or independence. Um, which means that the winner of today's quiz, uh with just one point well, one one uh, number out there, so um so with with an additional three points, the winner of today's quiz. Is Andy Phillip. so well done, Andy?
0: Which means I can stay. <laughs> this is good news. <laughs> that was a good quiz, Justin. I can only congratulate you. Thank you very much uh, on, on another another fine a fine um, quiz through the general knowledge, and uh, I hope that everyone who was listening to that at home um, enjoyed it too. Because there's only one one job left for me to do, and that is, um, I'm so high with success right now, in elation from having won that quiz, that I am going to award all of our nominations, all our nominees, um, uh, for their place in this year's Pantheon of Political Nonsense. Um, so, Ash Reagan, Michael Matheson, Fergus Ewing, and David Cameron, you are all worthy stooshes of the year. Merry Christmas, everyone. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, oh, ooh. Merry Christmas And that is the end of that Thank you for joining us in 2023 And helping us to continue expanding our podcast With more and more loyal listeners Thanks to Justin Bowie, Alistair Clark, Derek Healy Producer Marvin McIntyre And of course to you for listening to this last one of the year hope you enjoyed our weekly look at Scottish politics And what it means beyond the Hollywood bubble And you'll join us again for more in the new year Until then, pick up a paper Or log on to The Courier, The Press and Journal Sunday Post and all of our news brands So that you can be better briefed